Hello Life Changes Church, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got an amazing word for you, so get your pens and your notebooks ready because God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy. All right, uh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to get a chance to drink this, um, but let me, get, let me get straight into it and not waste any time. First off, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being prepared to put up with a relatively inexperienced and inarticulate preacher. You, you know, I realize you have options to, in this, in this particular day and age, you could be downloading the latest spirit-filled message from a Bill Johnson or a heartfelt message, but closer to home from a, someone like a Rory Dyer, all in the comfort of your home, at your own timing, on your own pace. None of the awkwardness, if I can say, of the Howzit Mingle, of some of the, <laughs> of some of the uncomfortable pauses potentially between worship and prayer of maybe some difficult conversations with awkward people. And if you add to that a good commentary, some theological books, some really nice worship s CDs, and a discipline to get up every morning and pursue God in a quiet time, you could be asking yourself the question, what more do I really need to grow in maturity as a believer and to grow into the full measure of what Christ has for me? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> I'm going to try and spend the next five and a bit minutes trying to answer that. But a quick spoiler, I believe that it is the church of God that you need to reach a point of maturity in Christ. Don't clap because then I don't have time to finish this. I believe it is the church of God, not this building, not this meeting, but the living, breathing brethren and family of Christ. With all the imperfections, with all the family dramas, I've been in a church for 20 years, and I've seen a lot of it, but the messy, complex, uncomfortable, stunningly beautiful bride of Christ. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by uh, just unpacking a few scriptures quickly, Ephesians 4, verse 12 to 16, and it says here, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And that's what I want. I don't want a half measure, a half cup of the fullness of Christ. It's a measure that Paul, uh, a little bit earlier in Ephesians, actually describes as immeasurable when he prays for the Ephesians and he says, now unto him who can do immeasurably more than what we could ask or imagine. And we often get the sense that it is the Spirit in our lives working individually that equips us for works of service and to somehow grow up into Christ. But I don't believe it's that, and the Bible doesn't teach it as being that. It's the Spirit in our lives, in the church, working together with the gifts that Christ has apportioned to us to shore up our weaknesses and to grow up into Him who is the head. So I want to make two quick points. I've got four minutes to do it. I want to make two quick points. The one is that I believe the Bible teaches that without the church, we are immature, and without the church, we are incomplete. So I want to continue reading quickly. It says, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does it work. I don't know if you've seen an infant tossed around in the waves. Hopefully not. 
But just last week, we were in KZN, and like good Cape Tonians during a winter holiday in KZN, we had to swim. We had to have a panic swim. So we were in the water, the waves were big, and I was holding my three-year-old and, and sometimes my eight-year-old, and without me holding them, they would have been tossed around, disorientated, tumble-turned. In fact, I was a few times as well. And that's what it can be like when we are immature in the faith, without the church, without somebody to come alongside us, to hold our hands, to keep us steadfast, to tell us when to go over the wave and when to go under. When a wave of teaching comes past, the latest thing on TikTok, the latest podcast, we can be disorientated, knocked of course. But God has designed it that in the church, with the gifts that he has given, our weaknesses would be shored up and we would be able to overcome those things. So that's the first point. Second point is that without the church, I believe that we are incomplete. There's a wonderful scripture in 1 John where after proclaiming the gospel of Christ, he says this, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. I love that notion of making our joy complete. It's so different to what you would expect in today's day and age, which is so individualized, which is all about self-actualization, living your best life, gave us all these things that he rattles off, speak your own truth, etc. Um, what John is saying here is that there's something missing, even with the most amazing gospel and good news, there's still something missing if we do not share it amongst the brethren, amongst the believers. There's an incompleteness there. C.S. Lewis says it really well. I can't quote it because I don't have time. But he talks about why do lovers constantly praise and compliment each other? Is it out of vain conceit? He says, no, it's only in the expressing of the love that it is made fully whole. So that's the point. We are incomplete without that expressing. We are also, or the other point is that we complete other people. I know this sounds like a rom-com, but we do. Your role in the church is to also complete other people as we complete the body of Christ. So Paul speaks about every ligament doing its work. A ligament's not a glamorous part. You generally only know when you've torn a ligament. But it is an indispensable part of the body. We complete the body, building it up uh, into wholeness. I heard a conversation amongst some friends of mine um, just earlier in the week where one friend who had been away from church for a period of time had come back and he was expressing that he was struggling to get back into it and that he wasn't getting much out of it. To which the other friend replied to say, well, maybe it's a season of actually sowing in. Maybe it's a giving season. And we can so easily ask the question of ourselves, what am I getting out of the worship? What am I getting out of the preach? And not what work am I doing to build as a ligament, to build the church up. So as I land this, I want to reiterate the church is an expression, it is, Paul says, that it's now through the church that the manifold wisdom of God will be known. It's now through the church that we reach maturity in Christ. It's through the church that we reach completeness in Christ. Amen. Well, we hope you were encouraged and inspired by that word today. If you would like to know more about what's happening in the life of the church, please check out our socials on Instagram and Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or check out our website, lifechanges.org.za. Enjoy your day.